Hello and welcome back to the TTPA, Tatani Talks Pirkei Avos, the year where we talk a Mishnah of Pirkei Avos per day with sagely commentary and practical advice to say. We are in chapter 1, paragraph 17, Perak Aleph Mishnah Yud Zayin, with the Mishnah elucidated with the translation and commentary from the book family edition in Mesechas Avos, this wonderful, wonderful safer. We read the Hebrew first, then the translation, then we look at the notes in this wonderful Sefer. Shimon Benon Omer, Shimon, his son, says, I'm not going to translate the rest yet. So Shimon, his son, says, Rabbi Gamliel, Shimon ben Gamliel lived in that final generation before the destruction of the second temple. He was killed at that time. He was one of the ten famous sages killed by the Romans. So his son, Shimon, his son, says, Rabbi Shimon ben Gamliel, all my days I grew up among the sages and I watched how they acted and I studied their great characters, as Rabbi Yona points out, and I did not find any character trait better for a person than silence. And it is not the study of Torah that is the main point, but the action that results from it. That is the performance of its commandments. Whoever talks too much brings sin. Many, many different statements here that are totally epic and totally important and apropos and applicable to our lives. Silence is really gold. It's like a golden rule. Be silent. Be better to be considered a fool than to open your mouth and be proved a fool in your life, which is a very famous phrase from secular culture also. Not studying Torah is the most important, but action that results from Torah. That's why I always talk about there's so many mitzvahs that are action mitzvahs. If you sit in a study hall all day from morning to night, that's wonderful. But what are you putting into action? What business laws are you actually confronting and having to deal with? What interactions are you dealing with where you have to guard your tongue? What interactions and what surroundings are you involved that you don't hear bad things, you don't see bad things, you don't smell bad things, you don't taste bad things? If you're in the basement the whole day, it's wonderful to learn Torah, and I'm not knocking that but you're not being confronted with so many of the mitzvahs, so many of the challenges that have to be put into practice. The ma'ase is the ikr. You can't just be a hermit your whole life. So many mitzvahs require us to get up, get out, and do. When confronted with people speaking gossip, what do we do? When confronted with people stealing at a company, God forbid you see such a thing as your own company, what do we do? When we see people charging interest unfairly, what do we do? Someone overcharges, undercharges, what do we do? If you're in the study hall the whole day, that's wonderful, but you're not going to be able to overcome any of these challenges, get the scharfit, and actually put the mitzvahs into effect. The notes point out, when a person is insulted or provoked, the best response is to remain silent. And I actually find this is true when being confronted by a narcissist or a masochist or a person who is passive-aggressive. I've dealt with many of these different people in my own life, whether personally or professionally. Unfortunately, I've had to deal with this for a long time. What is the best response? Whether insulted or provoked, the best response is to remain silent. I know that silence really diffuses it. The person could be screaming and yelling. It takes a lot, a lot of effort, takes a lot of courage, takes a lot of self-restraint not to yell back, but that's what the person wants. They want to get a rise out of you. They want to get a response out of you. I'm angry. I want to make you angry. I could be unjustifiably angry, but I want to make you angry too. When you don't respond angry, you don't respond at all. They have to take a second and see why is he not responding. 
Why is he not answering? And if you are going to answer it, I think it has to be in a very soft, soft manner, in a very soft tone, and with a very soft effect. But better to be silent than to respond. A person should resist the urge to respond with a sharp answer of his own, as Ralph points out, because this will only lead to further attacks. By remaining silent, a person's body is spared the agitation and anguish that would result from further heated exchanges. I could tell you, when I am provoked, I get very angry. It's almost like I feel a beast rising from within. Anger has been something that I've had to work on my entire life. I actually see someone when not the holidays and whatnot. I try to see someone every week to help me work on many different things, including the anger. Baruch Hashem, I don't yell and scream and throw things and punch things, but I don't always use the best voice or the best tone when responding to to different things and different people and, and the like, but it's something we have to work on, all of us in our life. But we know that there are heated exchanges that can happen if we're involved in these kind of things. For a person's own discipline, for a person's own self-control, for a person's own humility, he'll be richly rewarded by God if he remains quiet, as Machsavitri Maganovas points out. Others explain this to be a general principle of life. A wise person should limit his speech to things that are net necessary. The words of Torah matters of mitzvah. Much speech is about things that are forbidden. For example, gossip that leads to Lashon Hara. But even when it is not, it is about unimportant matters and foolishness and wise people should avoid it. Of course, there are times when talking about worldly matters is necessary, like earning a living. But this too should be limited to what is really necessary, as Rambam points out in Rabbeinu Yonah. The notes point out, Performance of the commandments are really the most important. This is a continuation of Rabbi Shimon ben Gamliel's previous statement about the value of silence. We can see the great virtue of silence from the fact that it is sometimes better not to speak even words of Torah. Although there is a great reward for studying and teaching Torah, it is not given for studying and teaching alone but fulfilling all of its commandments. Someone who does not live up to what he learns and teaches is better off remaining silent and not teaching words of Torah, as Rav and Machsarvichi points out. And Whoever talks too much brings sin, very easy to see that. The more a person talks, the more likely it is he will say something forbidden, as Rambam points out. Therefore, even if a person does not observe the advice given at the beginning of the mission to avoid unnecessary speech, he should at least be careful not to speak too much, as Derechayim points out. Furthermore, even an excess of seemingly proper talk can lead to sin. After God told Adam and Eve in this week's Parsha were in Bereshis, after Hashem told Adam and Chava not to eat from the tree of knowledge. Chava told the serpent they were not allowed to even touch the tree, which was a fatal flaw. The serpent then pushed her against the tree. She added this thing and then said, Just as you did not die after touching the tree, so too you will not die after eating from it. Her extra words, although well-intended, resulted in her eating the fruit, as Rav points out. So remember, remember, silence is really the best virtue. Silence is golden, especially when attacked by narcissists, especially when attacked by unstable people, people with mental health issues, people with issues in general, people with explosive personalities, people with argumentative and very difficult personalities. In general, silence is a golden rule for all walks of life, for all people you interact with. Performing the mitzvahs are more important than studying about them. The action, the performance, that's what we need to do, especially when confronted with so many challenges in our life. And talking too much really brings sin. Easy to see that. So make sure to be silent and to perform those mitzvahs and you'll be golden in this life and hopefully for many days to come. Join us next time as we finish off Parak Aleph, Chapter 1, here on the TTPA, talking about the, what the world stands upon, not just what the world was created for. And join us next time here on the TTPA. And I'm your host, Tani.